political system where everything is in order, a very dramatic vision of bureaucracy. In fact, it's much more like anarchy, with some elements of democracy. Sometimes you can achieve stability and mutual aid and a sort of calm, united front, and then everything is hunky-dory. But then it's always possible for things to get out of whack, and for one alliance or another to gain control, and then you get obsessions and delusions and so forth. You begin to think about the normal, well-tempered mind, in effect, the well-organized mind, as an achievement, not as the base state, something that is only achieved when all is going well. But still, in the general realm of humanity, most of us are pretty well put together most of the time. This gives a very different vision of what the architecture is like, and I'm just trying to get my head around how to think about that. What we're seeing right now in cognitive science is something that I've been anticipating for years. And now it's happening, and it's happening so fast, I can't keep up with it. We're now drowning in data, and we're also happily drowning in bright young people who have grown up with this stuff, and for whom it's just second nature to think in these quite abstract computational terms. And it simply wasn't possible, even for experts, to get their heads around all these different topics 30 years ago. Now a suitably motivated kid can arrive at college already primed to go on these issues. It's very exciting, and they're just going to run away from us, and it's going to be fun to watch. The vision of the brain as a computer, which I still champion, is changing so fast. The brain's a computer, but it's so different from any computer that you're used to. It's not like your desktop or your laptop at all, and it's not like your iPhone, except in some ways. It's a much more interesting phenomenon. What Turing gave us for the first time, and without Turing you just couldn't do any of this, is a way of thinking in a disciplined way about phenomena that have, as I like to say, trillions of moving parts. Until the late 20th century, nobody knew how to take seriously a machine with a trillion moving parts. It's just mind-boggling. You couldn't do it. But computer science gives us the ideas, the concepts of levels, virtual machines implemented in virtual machines implemented in virtual machines, and so forth. We have these nice ideas of recursive reorganization, of which your iPhone is just one example and a very structured and rigid one at that. We're getting away from the rigidity of that model, which was worth trying for all it was worth. You go for the low-hanging fruit first. First, you try to make minds as simple as possible. You make them as much like digital computers, as much like von Neumann machines as possible. It doesn't work. Now we know why it doesn't work pretty well. So you're going to have a parallel architecture because, after all, the brain is obviously massively parallel. It's going to be a connectionist network. Although we know many of the talents of connectionist networks, how do you knit them together into one big fabric that can do all the things minds do? Who's in charge? What kind of control system? Control is the real key. And you begin to realize that control in brains is very different from control in computers. Control in your commercial computer is very much a carefully designed, top-down thing. You really don't have to worry about one part of your laptop going rogue and trying out something on its own that the rest of the system doesn't want to do. No, they're all slaves. 
If they're agents, they're slaves. They are prisoners. They have very clear job descriptions. They get fed every day. They don't have to worry about where the energy's coming from, and they're not ambitious. They just do what they're asked to do, and they do it brilliantly, with only the slightest tint of comprehension. You get all the power of computers out of these mindless little robotic slave prisoners. But that's not the way your brain is organized. Each neuron is imprisoned in your brain. I now think of these as cells within cells, as cells within prison cells. Realize that every neuron in your brain, every human cell in your body, leaving aside all the symbionts, is a direct descendant of eukaryotic cells that lived and fended for themselves for about a billion years as free-swimming, free-living little agents. They fended for themselves, and they survived. They had.